Hello and welcome to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host, LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, owner of the Apartment Lady LLC. So you know we're in the third season, right? Oh my gosh, we're actually in the third season and this is episode 24. And so this season we're featuring content from Cora.com. So you know that Quora um, is a peer-to-peer source of information. So on Quora, you can actually ask and uh, questions and answer questions. People ask anything. So if, if you would Google it, you can Quora it, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one, Quora it. So in any case, um, I have two spaces on Quora. One is eviction without an S, eviction without an S. And the second one is... Um, the housing market after COVID-19. And as you know, I'll be pulling questions um, from either one of these spaces and um, reading the answers of, and then after I read the answers, I will summarize it or tell you what I think about the answers. So this question is coming from eviction. Let me tell you guys, look, if you're a tenant, I'm actually picking questions that can give the tenants insight on how landlords are feeling, okay? And so this question is, what sort of tenant does a residential landlord consider to be the perfect tenant? And we have 16 answers and they're all, well, most of the answers are from landlords. So a landlord is going to tell you what they think a perfect tenant is. We really, really, really need to go to go to Cora.com and try this, try this out. Like seriously, go to Cora.com. You can follow my space eviction without an S eviction without an S. And you can look for that and look for that question so that you can read the answers for yourself because I'm not going to be able to read all of the answers. There are 16 answers and I've picked out some answers that I really want um, to focus on. Okay, so you guys know before we get started, I have to say my prayer because I can do all things with Christ, but I can do nothing without him. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now with praise and thanksgiving saying thank you for your grace mercy, love, understanding, wisdom, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, before I come before your throne, I ask you to forgive my sins and the sins of the souls that's under the sound of my voice, even up until this very second. You said, if I put my plans before you, you would establish them. You said, if I seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness, that all those plans will be added onto me. So these are my plans. Father, I plan on giving out valuable information. I plan on giving that information out in a way where people can understand it, Father. In the name of Jesus. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you guys, let's get started. Um, Like I said, this question is coming from the eviction space. And the question is, what sort of tenant does a residential landlord consider to be a perfect tenant? I think this was a good question because I really want, you know, the tenants to see or hear how the landlords are thinking, because I always tell you, landlords are people too. Landlords are people too. Okay. So the first answer to my question is a tenant who, and this is a, uh, let's see. So this first answer is a tenant who treats the property like they own it. 
they take they take care of minor repairs below a certain amount such as replacing light bulbs replacing batteries in the smoke and carbon monoxide detectors and being careful of what they flush down the toilet the tenant pays their rent on time and their utilities follow all the rules and the tenancy contract that's your lease they clean up after themselves after using outdoor portions of the, the property. And this is kind of, no, it's not that long. Um, they are considerate of other people, including the landlord, the landlord's family, and other tenants, and the neighbors. Report all problems as soon as possible before it gets worse. Since I do most of the repairs, no subleasing without permission of the landlord, the tenant follows parking rules on the property. So, I mean, yes, yes, this is an ideal tenant, right? Because, I mean, yeah, someone that um, treat the property well, somebody that pay their rent and utility on time, follow all the rules in the lease or, um, as they say, the tenancy contract, because I keep telling you guys, uh, lease is a contract. Clean up after themselves. Make sure that the outside um, is cleaned as well. So, you know, there are some people that will see a piece of garbage and maybe pick it up because it's right in front of the door. And then there are some people that will throw garbage down because they see a piece. They'll just add to it, you know. So, yeah, this would make sense. Um, his, his, His answer was, you know, the typical good tenant answer, right? Because... That would be the perfect tenant, but you know, life happens. And so I want these answers where the landlord is, you know, telling the truth for the most part or lack of a better word. I want those type of answers so that you can really see how the landlords are feeling about this tenant um, contract or this um, being a landlord and how they feel about the tenants, okay? So the question is, what sort of tenant does a residential landlord consider to be the perfect tenant? Okay, and I'm gonna and I'm skipping over those questions um, where the answers where they're almost saying the same thing because there's one answer that says pays rent on time, keep me in the loop if um, something is going to be a problem, treats my property as its own, let me know something immediate if something um, needs fixing doesn't generate complaints from outside sources so all of the answers are like that right i want these complex answers because i had one answer it was long right but i really wanted to see what this uh, landlord was saying for the most part all right so Let's go into this story because actually this answer is like a story, okay? I'll remind you what type of uh, the question is, what sort of tenant does a residential landlord consider to be a perfect tenant? Okay, so let's go into this story of an answer. (laughs) I've been renting out for the past eight years after the housing market crash when I had to move out of my house and South Carolina to Ohio for a new job. I've had about four tenants so far and the fourth person 
has been living there with his pet dog for close to about six years now. So I can share my experience. Before talking about the tenant, I also like to mention about how a landlord should be to have a good tenant stay at your rental. I like that. See, I knew this was going to be a good one. Uh, The landlord should not be greedy. He or she needs to be honest and fair and straightforward. Make sure he attends to repairs as soon as possible, then then taking the tenant for granted. He should also do the required background check before taking a tenant. My first tenant, a wonderful married couple I found through Craigslist. I didn't do any background checks, but I just believe what they said as I was new to renting out. Of course, I chatted with them and found they are homeowners in another state, so I trusted them. They had excellent credit score, they paid rent on time without fail, and kept my house like a new model home. I didn't raise their rent in the second year. When they had to move out, they handed me over the keys like the house was new, mowed the lawn, and cleaned it professionally. As I committed to return their security deposit in full without taking a penny and, um, and return it within two weeks. My second tenant, unmarried couple, I found, again, I found them on Craigslist. I didn't do enough background check and that was a big mistake. They, had, um, they didn't have a good credit score, but they sounded decent. So I decided to take a chance to regret it later. They were not uh, prompt when paying their rent at times and they broke up and also broke my house when the guy threatened with a drama lock. And the guy, okay, so here you guys, I'm reading. They were not prompt um, when paying their rent at times and they broke up. And also broke my house when the guy threatened with a drama locking himself in the room, threatening to kill himself. And so the girl had to break the door. Wow. Within six months, I wanted them to leave. And I ended up repairing and fixing, spending about $500 to repaint the walls due to the damages by their kids and for replacing the broken door. Plus that girl's father, that girl's stepfather took away all of the OSB boards I kept outside of the window for hurricane season. Wow. Terrible mistake. And my friends in South Carolina helped fixing things. So there's a reason why credit check is important to understand the nature of people. So make sure you do this. I decided to be smart and taking tenants. And so I hired a company to do the background check on uh, tenant prospects. And yes, there are companies who do this service called find a tenant. And you have to pay anywhere between 15 days to one month rent as a service fee after, after they maintain directly. So, the third married couple I had for a few months. 
And obviously, with excellent credits, pay rent on time, they returned the house how I gave it to them. When they had to move out for professional reasons, breaking the lease in four months, I got them, uh, let's see, I got them after paying $800 to a rental company on a one-year lease. Fortunately, I had a clause in my lease that said that the tenant had to break the lease within six months. The rental per month would be $150 more, and depending on when they break the lease, it will go down. So I'm not greedy to tax people and make them pay rent for a year. If they break the lease, like apartments, like other apartments, they paid the extra $150 per month for breaking the lease, and I surprised them by sending them their full deposit within 15 days. They're talk, he's talking about the security deposit. And they were not expecting it at all, which they wrote me and thanked me and said they were very happy to give me a good character reference. My fourth tenant was a military man who had to foreclose his house and move the job and move for job reasons had a bad credit score but out of respect for the military people I decided to take him got him screened through the rental company and he's been living there like it's his own house making rental payments through um, ACH transfers promptly and I attend to the repairs on time. Any smaller things, he fixed them himself, and I'm grateful and thankful for that. I was in school, and so I had, um, so he had to use, oh, you guys, I'm reading. Don't forget, I'm reading. I was in school, and so he was, um, and so he used to advance the repairs and deduct from the rent. It was good, and I trusted him and never bothered him. I raised, I raised his rent only after four years when my insurance and taxes went up due to the fact that the house is getting older. I couldn't visit the house in four years as I was back in school and leaving my job. I was back and forth between school and my job. And when I visited, I got a a good job and he surprised me by showing the house as a new house. Wow. I never tried to be greedy. And that has been a very important factor when and we remained good friends up until now so a good tenant and a good landlord is the equation not a one-way traffic okay all right you guys that was long and i don't know how i'm gonna okay all right so basically what this landlord did was he gave you a synopsis of um, the four tenants that he's had uh, for um, in the house that he's bought. He said, okay, so eight years. He bought the house eight years ago, and he gave you all the four tenants. And so you can see each tenant was different. I mean, the first tenant, married couple, had their own house in a different state. It went well. The second tenant, unmarried couple, tore up the place. Didn't go so well. The third tenant, married couple, had to break the lease, but paid the lease, the fees that he required for breaking the lease. Went well. 
the fourth tenant, a military guy, didn't have good credit. You guys, did you hear me? Didn't have good credit, but he decided to trust him anyway. And it turned out to be a good thing. And so basically he's saying, okay, a good tenant is good, but a good landlord mixed with a good tenant is even better. He's saying it's not a one-way traffic. And I really, really appreciate that. I'm sorry about the reading. Okay. I'm, okay. Um, it's kind of, mm, anyway, mm, 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 mm. let's go to the next answer, right? And the question is, what sort of tenant does a residential landlord consider to be the perfect tenant? The next answer is a tenant that has, one, has a good name in his society, two, pay the rent on time, in the account of the landlord without being asked by the landlord, three, pay electricity and water bills in time, and provide proof of same at regular interval, to the landlord for increased rent on stipulated date without being reminded by the landlord. Five, maintain the premises neat and clean. Six, against uh, tenant, no complaints is received from neighbors. Seven, vacate and hand over the premises as stipulated on the date and in a timely fashion after proper cleaning. And so of course, those are seven things that everyone would love out of a tenant. However, you guys know life happens, right? And so, yes, that's right. Has a good name in society, but everybody doesn't have a good name in society because some people make mistakes when they're younger, right? And then they need a second chance to pay the rent on time uh, without the landlord asking. Yeah, everybody should do that, you guys. But if you, if you know, you know if you're not going to be able to pay your rent. You know if something happened, you need to contact the landlord in a fine, uh, timely fashion and say, look, okay, I'm going to be late or this and that. I mean, you, you need to have a good relationship with your landlord. You need to let them know ahead of time, not the day that the rent is paid, that I'm not going to be the pit. Okay. Um, three, page your electricity, um, your utility bills. I'm going to say utility bills, right? Uh, four, increase rent on stipulated date without being reminded by landlord. I don't understand that. Hmm. Five, maintain the premises neat and clean. Yes, you guys, with a lease, there is a normal wear or tear. If you have a, a one-year lease, the, the, the normal wear or tear is the landlords are expected to um, hang again or they're expected to, you know, do something uh, with the floors like, if, you know, but that's normal wear or tear. Now, uh, every, anything beyond normal wear or tear is you putting holes in the walls and there are no doorknobs, you know, on the doors and the windows are broken and um, you never clean the stove for the entire year. So there's all that food and grease and deposits just stuck on the stove. I mean, that's beyond normal wear or tear, right? So he say maintain the premises neat. And then he's also talking about the outside. Earlier in this episode, I just talked about how a person, you know, one tenant could see paper in front of the outside entrance and will pick it up. And then another tenant could see the paper and throw more paper down. And so you guys, you shouldn't want to 
You shouldn't want to go to the bathroom without lack of a better word and then sleep on it. Okay. You know, you want your, you want where you live to be decent. I mean, I, I don't understand how people literally will just throw their garbage on the floor. And, and this usually happens in impoverished neighborhoods. I mean, oh, just throw the garbage on the floor. Don't get me wrong. There are no resources in these neighborhoods and so forth. But that don't mean you have to add to the to, to the dirt. Why, why do you want your kids to walk through the neighborhood and just see that they're living in filth? It doesn't have to be that way. Okay, I can, ooh, I can get into that for a long time. We're not going to go there. Um, he said, um, the tenant doesn't have any complaints from the neighbors. You guys know, some, ten, some people could be real rowdy and, you know, they're playing their music all times of the night, very, very loud, things like that. The, the landlord, the tenants and the neighbors, they're going to complain. Some people, they fight. They have a habit of fighting. Um, whether it's domestic violence or um, just friends fighting. Some people want to do, you know, wild parties. Some people like to hang out in the front of their house. And decent neighborhoods don't, don't do that. They don't like that type of behavior because once you, once you decide to start hanging out in the front of the, your house, so what, what's going to happen next? You're hanging out in the front of your house with your friends, right? And it become the block to hang out with. Like, that's okay. And that's not okay, people. That's not okay. Most of the time, people have um, live on blocks where people are hanging out in the front of their houses or in the front of their apartment buildings. That's a recipe for a drive-by. The shooting. Come on, you guys. There are things that we can do. There are things that you can do to make sure that your neighborhood is safe for your children and other people's children, right? Like I said, I can go into that conversation. Uh, so when he said uh, they don't have any, uh, uh, they don't have, uh, the neighbors don't have any complaints or whatever, that's what he's talking about. And then he says they will vacate the property and clean it out before they vacate and hand it over on the stipulated date. So let's say you're supposed to hand your property over on the 30th. You're supposed to hand your keys over on the 30th, but you decide you're going to do it on the 7th. Then, then you want to complain because the landlord wants you to pay some type of money. And most times wants you to pay that entire rent for that month, because now you want to move on the 7th, Right but you agree to do it on the 30th. So just try to keep your word because if you, if you go, if you go past the first, then you have to pay that next month rent. Why would you have to pay the next month rent when you're moving out on the Sabbath? Because the landlord don't have time to get another tenant. I mean, maybe he had, um, he had people scheduled to do some painting and do some minor repairs on between that week of the first and the seventh. But, that all got changed. And so sometimes when you schedule contractors, you have to put down a deposit. And then if the contractor can't come on the, uh, on an unscheduled date because you changed the schedule at the last minute, you, you may lose that deposit. I mean, there's all type of reasons. Just it's, it's just about being respectful and then cleaning the place out. Clean the place out, you guys. 
When you're moving, clean the place out. I don't even care if you get evicted. Try to clean the place out. You know you're going to get evicted. And mind you, I don't want anyone to get evicted, but it happens. Start packing. Start packing. Even if you're looking for another apartment, you still need to be packed up in order to move. Clean the place out. Good references from other landlords is one of the ways that you can rent with an eviction. If you have a good reference from another landlord, it will trump a bad credit score or an eviction or a conviction for that matter. Okay. All right. Let's go to one more answer and then that will be our show. Okay. So what sort of tenant does a residential landlord consider to be the perfect tenant? We're going to go to, we're going to do one more answer. Um, We don't want to do a a long one. Let's see. All right, here it is. Old enough to know how to behave. He said, it could be a very mature 18-year-old with a couple kids. I don't mind. But what I would look for is regular income, who pay their rent every month or week without a reminder. They can be late. They can even be late occasionally if they contact me before the rent becomes due and ask for an extension. Who don't annoy their neighbors, who take care of the property, and um, who accepts that things break down occasionally and can't be repaired right now all of the time. Who, if they redecorate, keep it neutral and keep the property reasonably clean and tidy and reasonably, reasonably, sorry, repaired. <clears throat> Find me tenants like that. And at the end of their short hole, I might even roll it over into a monthly tenancy with no increase in rent and fit in a new kitchen, exclamation point mark. My daughter and her partner. My daughter and her partner took a six month tenancy, lived there for five years, and the landlord upgraded the central heating, fitted new windows, and a new kitchen and not only never increased the rent, but got rid of the management company and reduced their rent by the amount he used to pay them. When they split up, he was coming up to retirement anyway, so instead of re-renting re- 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 it again, he moved in and sold this other property. Okay, you guys, so basically this landlord is saying, he don't even care about how old, how young you are because that's a problem. It's hard to get landlords to rent to young people because they don't have any rental history. He's saying you can be 18 years old with a couple of kids. He don't mind. What he looked for is regular rent, uh, paying your rent on time. He said that they can even be late occasionally, but contact me before the rent becomes due and ask for an extension. And that's what I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I've been telling you guys. Like, um, keep, um, a decent relationship with your landlord because stuff happens. Nobody is expecting you to be perfect. Things happen. Okay. Life happens. 
But, you know, have some respect. Let them know before the rent is due that I'm not going to be able to pay rent this time. Or I'm going to be late. Can I get an extension? Things like that. He said, you know, a tenant who don't um, expect the property to be all the way put together. So then I had a little problem with that part where he's saying, um, except that things break down occasionally and can't be repaired right now. And I had a problem, but then I said, right, because things do break down occasionally and something may, um, break at two o'clock in the morning. The landlord may not be able to get out there at two o'clock in the morning. Okay. And so, but they have a reasonable time and it should be in your lease stating how that work order process is going to be and how much time they have to fix certain repairs. Right now, I'm not talking about the toilet because come on, if the toilet breaks, then you really need, you need the landlord to fix it because that's making the unit uninhabitable. You, I mean, people eat. People dispel that stuff that they eat every single day. That's a normal thing. So I'm not talking about those type of repairs, but maybe uh, the kitchen sink, the water in the kitchen sink um, at two something in the morning, it's not working or the hot water isn't coming on. Okay. Give the landlord some time, at least the next day, to go and do those repairs. There are some tenants that are like nightmare tenants. They're calling the landlords 20, 30 times at two o'clock in the morning. The water isn't working in the kitchen. The water isn't working in the kitchen. Like seriously, when did this start? 2 a.m. I can't tell people how to live, but it's 2 a.m. I will be there at 9 a.m. And they will call, some people will call the landlord all the way up until 9 a.m., you know. So, I mean, that's not reasonable. That's unreasonable. However, he's saying that, you know, even his daughter and, and her partner um, lived in a place for five years. And uh, them being there for that five years allowed the landlord to get rid of the management company and was able to reduce their rent by the amount that he used to pay the management company. And so I, I, when they split up, he was coming up on his retirement and so what he did was he actually, what he did was he actually moved into the property and sold his other property and he retired there. So they let you know that in five years they did, they kept the property up. Okay. So this is my show, you guys, and you're listening to it's time for affordable housing. And the question was, what sort of tenant does a residential landlord consider to be a good or a perfect tenant? You can go into the eviction space on Quora.com and look for the answer. I may even pin the answer for one day just so that if someone's looking for it, they can find it. The whole reason, you guys, that I'm pulling this information from my space, the eviction space, I want you as a tenant, any tenant that's listening, I want you to get a feel on what's expected of you by a landlord and how can and, and, and know and learn how to be a good tenant, 
how to deal with a situation where, you know, an emergency came up and you may not be able to pay the entire rent, but how to talk to that landlord and let them know, okay, this is what's happening. Give me an extension or things like that. You know, life happens, right? And so, yes, most of the answers, they were, you know, the typical answer, pay the rent on time, don't cause any confusion, this, that, another, right? But any landlord knows that things happen. There may be some things that happen, but you as a tenant have choices and you have to make choices that's equitable for you and the landlord, okay? And so when I say you have to, you have choices, I mean, you can choose to throw dirt on your lawn um, in front of the rental unit, okay? You Or you can choose to keep the rental, the front of the property clean. That's a choice. If you have children and you know you have these young children, um, you know, under 10 and so forth, then you know they're going to be messing up. Clean up behind your kids. Better yet, teach your kids how to clean up, right? Because your kids are going to become adults and you, you are the one to train them and teach them, you know, how to be um, a valuable member of society. A society. So I really think that you should go to Cora.com, go to my space eviction without an S and look for that answer. I mean, look for that question. I am definitely going to pin that question in that space. Now, you guys, there are 16 answers in that question. And I've only only read like five or maybe four of them. So go in and read all of the answers yourself. And maybe you may find a landlord out of these answers. Maybe you're trying to move and one of these landlords that answered this question Maybe in your state, you don't know. You need to go to Cora.com and you need to follow that eviction space. And most importantly, you need to subscribe to that eviction space. Because right now, the subscription cost for MySpace eviction without the S is $2.99 for the month of um, all the way through the month of March. So you're literally paying $2.99 or you can pay $25.00. For an entire year, what that gets you is you'll get a chance to you'll get a chance to actually read all of the answers because some of these questions, um, the answers, all of the answers aren't available, and so you may be able to read two answers, but then you'd have to be a subscriber to read the other fourteen answers, things like that. Okay, and Cora takes care of all the processing. Cora takes care of all the processing. So you don't have to worry about inboxing uh, me or emailing me um, some sort of payment. Cora does that. They take care of all the processing. All right, you guys, this is my show and I'm out. I am LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, and thank you for listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing.